0: Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary, starting with the topic, Linus Tech Tips reached out to XQC to discuss his latest controversy. So there was this weird clip from XQC going around about Linus. As you might know, he's uh, in a bit of drama, shouldn't call it drama, bit of controversy right now. While XQC can't be said to be an honest person, I would still like to look at this clip and uh, speculate on it a bit. Dexoto posts this and says, holy shit, dude, it was you, now it's me. XQC claims Linus Tech Tips called him to discuss being under fire. It's like 6 in the morning, okay? Well, I'm about to so go to bed. And my phone rings, and out of anybody, it's like Linus, dude. Right? He said it. Damn, dude. How the fucking I t- I don't know, I don't know where he said it, but he's like, holy shit, dude. It was you, now it's me or something like that. You know, like, oh, man, oh, man. It is what it is, chat." <laughs> that's what it is. He still says that he doesn't agree with my, with my thing about React, though. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Because he still made sure to let me know, chat that uh, he still does not agree with any of my takes. He says that being deliberately stupid. And <laughs> He's right. So uh, obviously in post, we will have subtitles for that large manager brush. But when I saw this clip, some people were like, oh, I, I'm skeptical Linus would do this, would call someone else controversial or whatever, or he was going through some shit, and to be like, man, I'm going through the same thing you were going through. But I can remember when I was going through my shit with the controversy around my No Damage series and not taking well being beaten to the punch by our names, I had these same thoughts. I considered talking to controversial content creators who had been through controversy before to ask them how they dealt with it because it is truly a unique experience that's hard to explain. Having just thousands upon thousands of absolute strangers dogpiling on you, regardless whether or not it's justified, depending upon the different person, it's a very hard thing to deal with. You feel so overwhelmed. I, at the time, I think stopped using Twitter for a while. Like I just didn't go on it because it was just that overwhelming. I deleted all of my Reddit posts, like my entire account. I wonder how much I removed because I just couldn't deal with how many people would go to any post that I, I made and would just talk shit. I would have conversations with people where I'd explain in detail why they were wrong, why their dislike of me, why their anger at me wasn't justified. And they would just hurl obscenities at me for no reason. I don't think anyone is equipped to handle that level of negativity and so i was in a position where i was like i have to ask someone how they deal with this or i'm gonna go crazy unfortunately i had no one to reach out to so i didn't do it but linus obviously having more connections it seems perfectly reasonable to me that him just feeling in the dumps the worst of the worst would call someone like xqc to have that feeling that someone else understands what he's going through so yeah that's all i had to really say Some people may doubt this, but based on my own experience, it seems believable to me. Why reach out to the low of the low? I wouldn't be surprised if you reached out to a lot of people, maybe while being drunk, who knows. People keep crying for evidence on my anti-react content series. So these comments have been sitting in my rambles list now for two weeks. I'll read them like it was mildly interesting. You've probably heard this many times from different people where a discussion will be, be being had and they'll scream, where are your sources, bro? If you present stats behind us, you can prove this. Just saying it is not enough, dude. I know you drew this diagram, but there's no source here. You're just pulling this out of your ass. I would love to know where you got this data from if you have that available. Hey, can I get a source on that? Can I get a uh, prove that, buddy, please? I find this very disingenuous, and I I can't explain why. This person says something like that: the elite one, two, three, four. I find it petty to make a 14 long page essay excluding any visible source of information at all making this effectively a subjective point of view if a person claims that all bats are red i can say with absolute certainty that that person must also believe to be logically consistent that there are no blue bats i don't need a source for that you can prove things or know things for certain based on underlying premises right the premises could be untrue But the conclusions you you reach them will be certain. But then you have to argue for the premises, right? Ain't even gonna lie to you, I would not watch the whole video, nor read the whole essay. So he's on a video right now, complaining, talking about a video he's not gonna watch, an essay he's not gonna read. Take that as you will. Ironically, what would be a helpful remark, or valuable opinion, falls into drama by naming several YouTubers, such as Moist Critical, Pokimane, and whatever fools had to get some views. Keep in mind, of course, when I wrote my essay, I had no video. There was no place for people to go to watch something. Naming people couldn't have been for the purpose of getting views on like YouTube or some such because there was no video, right? And obviously it wasn't very successful in that no one cared about my essay for two, three days. It was only because Moist Critical made a video about it that anyone cared about it at all. Obviously Moist Critical, Pokimane, Asan, all these people, XQC, they get shit on every day from every angle on all platforms everywhere. Like the idea that they would take particular interest in one for some reason is obviously absurd. The only reason Moist Critical did was because he knew me from other things and therefore cared more than the average person is going to. Which is why the other people didn't care because they didn't know me, whatever. And doubling the irony, what irony? This is polemic content intended towards obtaining a large amount of views. But yeah, when you make a YouTube video, the idea is for people to watch it. Why would you make a YouTube video without the goal of having people watch it? You want people to watch and consume and to know the information within it. How is that a criticism? Yes, and we are talking about griffs a second ago. How? I feel like I need to stop interrupting this because it doesn't make sense read by itself. But with me interrupting, it makes even less sense. And double the irony. This is polemic content intended towards obtaining a larger amount of views. Yes, and we are talking about griffs a second ago. How? The simple and yet effective way of naming other YouTubers to fall into a circle of attention. But seriously, screw my other point. Where the hell are the sources? Where? Have you ever seen a serious essay, Missing References? Every single time a person has criticized someone else in the world, if they are successful, they will gain attention. Obviously, any person who criticizes or seeks to combat any harm in the world wants attention so that harm can be addressed. This is true of every single criticism that exists. If you believe that alone is reason to dismiss something or that something should be ignored, then no harm can ever be combated ever. Everyone, everyone, this house is on fire. Huh, look at this fool, trying to get attention, trying to get people to care about this issue. Tuh. What a fool, let's ignore him. It's very silly, right? But back to his other point, where the hell are the sources? So I respond, speaking in my 14 page essay, the essay was a draft script. The completed script did contain sources, which can be found below the video that was made from us, which they'd know if they'd watch the video. Yes, you frequently watch YouTube videos without sources. Serious video essays. You also frequently are convinced of things on the basis of arguments alone, without reading a single source. Every point you made here is directly explained and refuted in my series, which they didn't watch. Or read. Why would you write a comment on something you have absolutely no interest in learning about unless it is to speak to yourself to affirm your own bias and attempt to strengthen your emotional need for confirmation of what you already believe? Like this person couldn't have written this with the expectation that I'd read it or anyone would care about it. They wrote it entirely for themselves. They were their own audience. Everything we believe is built on what is most likely true given what we know and we build an understanding of the world based on the premises that we argue for. What you have said here is equally as foolish as me saying, WHERE ARE THE SOURCES? for everything you have written in this comment, or saying such to every single person I meet who has ever uttered a single word on any issue. These are not serious points, they are an example of the mental shortcuts that we all take in order to find quick and easy ways to dismiss things that we do not want to hear. His jacket is dirty, he speaks funny, he looks funny, I heard a guy say he did a bad thing, he supports X person, and so on and so on. We all do this, but you should be trying your hardest to not knowingly fall into this trap. You are sitting before information that you suspect will tell you things that you do not want to hear, and thus wrote this comment in order to find excuses to avoid hearing it. It is more sad than had you not clicked at all. So I thought that discourse was interesting. Like you can go to people's Twitter and they'll be sitting there like going, oh, I agree, King Slay, yes, Queen Slay, over and over in comment. The second they get to something that they don't like, they don't like the answer to it. They don't think it sounds good. They don't like the person, they're like, where are the sources, bro? And you go, sources for what? What is the thing specifically that you disagree with? Nah, where are the sources? Like everything that I argue for has various underlying premises that I have to argue are more likely true than not. We don't live based on absolute proof or some sort of absolute certainty. We do everything based on what is most likely true given what we know right now. I don't have to absolutely prove something true, meaning show that something is more likely true than not and therefore worthy of informing your actions into the future. True, I do have the ultimate source now though. I am a voice actor in GTA 6. I mean, how can you question me, right? I inadvertently shared a tweet from a terrible person. So I got a DM from one of my viewers and they were like, this person you retweeted a while back about some story, tweeted some nasty shit. I was like, oh, that's not good. Both in that nasty shit is bad, obviously. And that I could be in some way, small way associated with that. And so I deleted that retweet. But obviously the thing that I was retweeting had nothing to do with such beliefs. It was just a clip of someone else's live stream. But what was funny is, there were many people reposting that clip. And the reason why I picked that person was because the first time I saw the clip was from Drama Alert, and I was like, I don't really wanna retweet something from Drama Alert, right? Keemstar is still associated with that and they, they've done some bad things in the past and they, they're kinda shady and whatnot. I don't really wanna do that. And so I just picked the next person down the list and because of how Twitter is these days, it ends up being a Nazi. What are the fucking odds, right? What if you might think of drama alert? That would have been a better pick there. There are a lot more Nazis on Twitter than there used to be, right? Because not only is the moderation worse, but when Elon Musk took over, they're like, oh, yeah, the, the, the woke brigade are now gone. Let's go back to Twitter. This is great. It's gross. It's shame, too, because I like that tweet that I made in response. But obviously, I was responding to the clip, not the person. What can you do? A fellow YouTuber asked me to make a reaction video of his content. So Jeff is a guy I've talked about before because of his uh, fluctuating stance on whether he'd take gambling money, hating it, but then concluding that maybe it would be the best thing to take at least some of it to help himself and his family, but ultimately concluding that he just can't support it. So he uh, didn't take any such money. It turned out that he'd been working on a project for a long time about the issue of the dark reality behind CSGO, illegal gambling, liars and addiction part one. So he reached out to me, apparently about some project, and I was like, oh, well, okay, well, what, what do you want me for, man? We haven't really interacted. Would you want me to be in a video or something like that? And he was like, no, I, I just want you to react to uh, my video. I was like, really, that's it? Like, oh, yeah, man, just, uh, just re upload whatever you want and all that jazz. I was like, yeah, you know, if I care about it or I want to watch it, I can cover it or, or something to give my thoughts on it, but I, I, I don't want to re upload your, your video, man. Like, I was really taken aback and I really want to interact with the guy. Like, it, it made me feel very, very awkward. I've never had a person reach out to me, but like, yo, can, can you re upload my video, <laughs> whatever. It shows that uh, some people are very fine with reaction content. But I suppose in a case where, like, if you don't really care about growing a brand or a video, you, know, you don't care about potential algorithmic impact or what have you, and as i say more talking about the uh, whole landscape of youtube as opposed to impact on individual videos like m- maybe in those cases you would be like look just re-upload the video i just want people to know this information but even then still didn't make me very comfortable so i haven't seen this video but if you are interested in the dark reality behind csgo illegal gambling lies and addiction feel free to watch this video obviously i'm not too involved in the csgo stuff I still occasionally keep up with Jesus, but that's about it. My interest in the topic has waned since that small month or whatever where I cared a lot about it. He wants exposure of the topic. Yeah, exactly. If your interest is entirely in exposure of the topic, then perhaps that would be a good move. My interest is in the health of the platform as a whole. Like let's talk about someone who's gained a lot of money unethically, like a warlord in a country. They own the country, they oppress the people, they have billions of dollars. It's still money. And if your only interest is in getting that money, I mean, the Warlord will be the one you want to speak to. Like, obviously that's not exactly analogous to our circumstances in that obviously a Warlord is far worse than our React content, but it's, it's just explaining the principle that it doesn't matter how gains were achieved, they can still be useful for whatever goal you want to achieve. And even if Reactors have unethically pulled greater and greater, greater amounts of the finite online space for entertainment, it's still there. And if your only interest is in speaking to as many people as possible, that platform can be useful. But obviously it's still not something I particularly want to support. Maybe it's like a clip I just saw of the TV show Supernatural, where I think it was Dean, the character on the show, he was being helped by like the king of hell to track down a demon, that kind of thing. Not a good guy, but still useful for achieving a particular end. My favorite book author, Brandon Sanderson, is making a board game. Small story, my favorite author, Brandon Sanderson, who, after I finished one of his most recent books and didn't have anything else to read, have had trouble finding a new book to read. I keep looking up like top fantasy books of all time and listening to a chapter or two of new books and them not gripping me at all. It's kind of annoying really. But Brandon Sanderson is working on a deck building board game due to launch 2024. I wonder if this will be digital. Like, there is a big market for board games, chat. There's a ridiculous amount of board games. A lot of people, the way that they bonds with their friends once a week, get together at the house and play some board game. Some new board game, what have you. And so, there always needs to be new stuff in that space. In the same way that we need new video games, right? But obviously, online, there's also a space for deck building stuff. I mean, remember Slay the Spire and how that inspired like a billion other copycats. If this does come out digital, I would definitely play it. If it's a physical board game, I won't. I have no one to play it with. Digital. I read the first 15 pages of Way of Kings, then kind of dropped and forgot about it. Should probably finish it. I, on two separate occasions, tried to get into the Way of Kings, failed both times. When I finally did get into it, amazing series. Got to the end, can't wait for the next book. The first book, especially the opening part where it's throwing so many different concepts and characters at you, is a slog. But it's definitely a series that's worth it it has the acclaim that it has for a reason and of course misborn is the series that you want to get into if you want to get into brandon sanderson's books also amazing elon musk killed this useful twitter tool so as you all know elon musk specifically bought twitter to fuck me over and that was his only goal with buying it and uh i want to point out another way that that has happened not sure if i've mentioned this before so i used to call something called fruji existed from 2013-2023 I had been using it for like the last three years and it was a Twitter integration that looked at everyone who followed you and told you like the most impactful people who follow you. So I used this to be like, okay, is there someone who follows me and is therefore aware of my work that I could potentially like interact with in some capacity. And it was just useful having that information because on Twitter I can't like look through all the people to find other creators and stuff they don't have those analytics, because Twitter's analytics are garbage. You could sometimes like look through the verified stuff and go, oh, that's a person of importance who followed me, but of course verification's gone in terms of its importance now as well. The reason why this site is closing down, of course, is because, as they say here, Twitter hasn't been easy to work with over all those years, to say the least, but with Elon Musk taking over, things have completely imploded. 3rd party providers have been taken out by ridiculous pricing for very limited access to a subset of the data twitter has about you it is not feasible to try and run even a tiny business on top of this chaos that said we have something for you if you're interested and this is just them saying hey if you were previously a premium member before you can get on the ground floor of whatever we're working on next i have no idea what it is but regardless this website has closed down and as far as i'm aware there is not a replacement for it i've looked for it But I suspect anyone who might have had a replacement has also gone the way of the dodo because of Elon Musk changes. I just wish Twitter had like even mildly competent analytics, but what can you do? My Twitter jokes strike again. So I am continuing my experiments of a kind where I am tweeting far more. Like if I see something that I think I can make a joke about or I have something to say, I will retweet it or I will comment on it, where previously I might have just held my tongue. So this Twitter account, GTA 6 Trailer Countdown, often tweets fairly meaningless bullshit, and so I often use it as a way to make jokes. So they say here, fact, in GTA 5, Lamar was supposed to replace Franklin as a playable character later in the game before his voice actor got arrested, so Rockstar had to move on. I don't think they've ever confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure this is all but confirmed, right? Because there's like assets in the game files suggesting that, and I think the actor himself has mentioned such things. I don't know if there's been in Facts and Glitches or not. Cause there's assets where like, if you walk around as Lamar, characters would be like, Hey Lamar! And stuff like that. "Hi Joe Wally, it's Lamar, homie. My nigga. Hey Lamar, what up? What it do? But as a joke, I retweeted this and said, Facts, police and the ability to be arrested were added to the game as an Easter egg to reference this. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. I think that's a pretty good joke. Give it a good six out of 10. I also tweeted, When I hit 200k followers, I will delete my Twitter account. I promise you that chat, when I hit 200k followers, I will not have a Twitter account. No doubt, you have my word. The interesting thing about getting more followers on Twitter is it kind of plays into other people's perceptions as to how you maintain success on YouTube. Like a lot of people believe it's a matter of like people knowing your name and knowing your face. That's just entirely untrue, right? You can have a million people who know your name and know your face and your content will get no goddamn views. Boogie2988, right? Mention that name, like majority people will recognize that you still got six million subs or whatever, He's getting like 50K views a video. People put way too much stock on the idea of uh, your name being known as opposed to you making good content that an audience wants to watch and that is algorithmically promoted. But regardless, I'm gonna keep doing this for funsies. Like it's not irrelevant having your name and face known, but you can likely see how if every person in every retirement home knew my face and name, that it's probably not gonna impact my viewership all that much because it's not the audience that's likely to watch my content. In the same way that people on Twitter, the main benefit of potentially making all these jokes and stuff about GTA 5 and whatnot, is the people who appreciate that stuff are likely also going to be the sort of people who appreciate GTA 5 content. With that being said, how many people routinely watch GTA 5 content who wouldn't know of me at this point? I'm sure there are some, but like I can't just infinitely grow in this space. This was a weird one. No joke, this happened. I just saw a comment thread where like five people or independently had come to believe that I hate GTA 5. I fucking love the game. You people are nuts. GTA 6 is better though. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. I don't know where people get this idea. You complain about the things you love. I think they might get that idea because that video I made where I complained about GTA Online. And yes, at the time, I did hate GTA Online. That was in a large part because of the healing mechanics being the worst in any game ever. That if one person got kicked or quit, that you'd have to restart. And of course, all the modders and stuff ruining my day. And all three of those things have been resolved. And so now I play the game more. I still don't think it's an amazing game, but especially for one that came out in 2013, it's it's still good. So this person tweeted out, Aiden Ross is looking for 10 streamers to compete in a streaming contest at his warehouse. The goal is to see who can stream for the longest time. The winner will receive one year contracts with Kick for $150,000. I responded, I can't wait to see the winner be some guy who just binge watches all 1,000 plus episodes of One Piece the entire time. Cause that will ultimately be the best strategy, right? Rather than doing anything, you just sit there and watch stuff cause it requires the least energy, has the most variety and can potentially keep you engaged. But ultimately, if it is just an endurance contest, which it seems to be, you would just lay in bed with your stream on you, put yourself in the corner, and like have your audience pick videos or something. Answering your most interesting questions. What are the negative aspects of being a streamer at your level, and how does it affect people around you? Well, I mean, I have no people around me, so I don't really know how to speak on that. I mean, I make quite a bit of money, and maybe that would impact my family's perception of me, I'm not sure. There's no real impact on that avenue, I suppose. The negative aspects of being a streamer at my level, the one that always comes to mind is that I have so many people who help me and are kind to me and I can't remember all their names. And that really frustrates me because it's just impossible. There's always the expectation that you will continue to grow. And the second you aren't growing, because a small dip in your views or a small dip in uh, your subscriber count, or whatever, people who don't like you will attack you on that. And that's going to be very frustrating. When you have people who hate you, you want to kind of prove them wrong by always be doing good, always being the best, always having your viewer numbers go up to say, hey, fuck you, man, I'm, I am still good. And when your viewership starts to go down, that can be frustrating. Like, oh man, I'm showing these people that I really don't have what it takes. Obviously it's a dumb thing to think about, but uh, when your numbers are going up or going down, I think all streamers or all YouTubers and stuff will to some degree think about how other people perceive that and that can affect you emotionally. I guess the more people you reach just, The knowledge that there will always be just endless amounts of people who dislike me for reasons that are entirely unjustified, who have complete misconceptions of who I am and what I believe, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it, that's awful, like I hate it. The flip side of that is also potentially true, where I hate the idea that people will like me, see me positively, for completely unjustified reasons. I like the idea of people knowing who I am, understanding who I am, and liking or hating me on that basis alone, rather than like distorted, mirrored reflections of who I am. Then again, potentially I don't even know myself fully because we lie to ourselves about who we are to maintain a positive self-image. So maybe there are some people out there who have even better third-party assessments of me than I have of myself, but obviously I'm not gonna believe them if they say, hey, you're an asshole, and you're like, no, I'm not an asshole, and here's why. Maybe I am an asshole, I just don't know. I suppose another negative thing is that you say a a streamer, but I mean, as a content creator in general, there's always the knowledge that you could be doing more. If you go out somewhere for a nice, you can say to yourself, I just lost $1,000. If I had streams, edited, made a YouTube video or something, did some more research towards this video, you would make X amount of money or X amount of growth or what have you. Less frustrating when you're more financially secure, but especially when you're a person just kind of struggling to get by, that can be even more a weight on you. Like, oh, how can I be going out right now? Man, my viewer numbers are down. When you work a nine to five, and that is the time where you can receive money, no additional work really matters, which is not the case with all nine to fives. Don't get me wrong, but in such cases, you don't have that kind of frustration. I suppose those are all the things that come to mind. There may be some negative aspects to this career, but you know what's not negative? Hitting the like and subscribe button. Thanks for watching and I wish you all the best.